It was John Dahlberg Acton who famously wrote how power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts absolutely. This is the notion which we will be discussing in today's instalment of the Macbeth monologues. William Shakespeare's Macbeth is a play which exhibits many themes, from the supernatural to the regal. However, one of the key themes from this Jacobean tale of blood and deception is power. Throughout the course of the play, the audience watches as power corrupts the mind of Macbeth, as it is administered and applied by his ruthless wife, and as the overall power over the Thane of Cawdor is wielded by the three witches. In Macbeth, the more power which the lead character has, the more corrupt he becomes. This is not always true of other powerful characters such as King Duncan, who's presented as quite a saintly and respected leader, as Miss Noon covers in her podcast. However, with the play's lead character, they watch as power consumes him and as he eventually is driven to become a tyrant whose brutality even extends to the murder of the most innocent. The audience watch as Macbeth delivers the order of Macduff's family murder, in which his wife, his babes and all unfortunate souls that trace him and his line are killed. As observed by Malcolm in Act 4, Scene 3 of the play, Macbeth was once thought honest, and it was an increase in Macbeth's power, and ultimately his tyranny, which led him to be considered in such a brutal way. In the play, the male characters appear to be more overt with their power, whereas the female characters appear slightly more subtle with their use of it. However, the audience do witness Lady Macbeth's clear sense of power over her husband and how she calls upon the supernatural to unsex her so she can observe a more masculine power and execute the saintly King Duncan. She uses this mentality to make Macbeth ashamed of himself and as a result of this shame, he attempts to do everything in his power to prove himself to Lady Macbeth. His wife's rhetoric of power presents Macbeth as being feeble and incapable of carrying out the murderous deed. As she says, when you durst do it, then you were a man. And to be more than what you were, you would be so much more than man. As a result of Lady Macbeth's doubts and mocking, Macbeth finally murders Duncan to demonstrate his power and willingness towards his wife. Although Lady Macbeth was successful at convincing Macbeth to murder Duncan, I believe it is the three witches who were the people who made all this possible. It is the three witches who hold the ultimate power over the corrupted former thing. If the three witches had indeed not informed Macbeth about what was to be through their famous chant of all hail Macbeth, hail to thee Thane of Glamis, all hail Macbeth, hail to thee Thane of Cawdor, all hail Macbeth, thou shalt be king hereafter. Then Macbeth's quest for absolute power would not have been set in motion. In turn, in la- if Lady Macbeth had not been informed about the prophecies, she would have never expected Macbeth to murder Duncan in a desperate attempt to fulfil them. 
On the other hand, the three witches not only give Lady Macbeth the opportunity to alter Macbeth into the tyrant which he became, the three witches also led Macbeth to his downfall once he came to possess his power as king. It's how the three witches accomplished this which is incredibly interesting. The witches emphasised Macbeth's power and they implored him to be lion-metalled, proud and take no care, who chafes, who frets, or where conspirers are. Macbeth shall never vanquished be until great burn and wood to hide on Sinane Hill shall come against him. In order for the witches to have Macbeth removed from power, they combined their rhetoric of power with one of deceit. Macbeth believed he shall never be vanquished because it was impossible for the great Burnham Wood to uproot and come to his castle. Through this deception, the witches made Macbeth believe he had achieved absolute power, whereas in actuality, he had been absolutely corrupted and would soon meet his bloody end at the hands of Macduff. While Macbeth was ruling as a tyrannous king, he used this power ruthlessly. He proclaims to send out more horses, scare at the country road, hang those that talk of fear, in Act 5, Scene 3 of the play. Shakespeare makes it abundantly clear to the audience that Macbeth's use of power lies in its brutality as he edges further towards complete corruption. It appears that Shakespeare is truly trying to convey the poison of absolute power and how it truly does corrupt absolutely. This isn't rare in Shakespearean plays. In The Winter's Tale, King Leontes arranges to have his own friend poisoned through belief that he's having an affair. An idea not dissimilar to the other Shakespearean classic tragedy, Othello. In each of these plays, powerful characters are consumed with an obsession, either a paranoid one, or one of unconditional rule. In Macbeth, the audience watch as the play's leading character is consumed by an obsession of, with power, which not only causes his own bloody demise, but that of many innocent people of Scotland. Through Macbeth's loss of power, his beheading, the natural regal order of Scotland is resumed, as Malcolm becomes the rightful king. It's important to note that Macbeth was once seen as a good, well-respected man. He was a war hero and a brave soldier who observed the true horrors of war. On this note, it's worth pointing out that the actor who played Macbeth in a recent and quite fantastic adaptation, Michael Fassbender, he noted how never did it occur to me before that this character was suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, he said. You have a soldier who's engaged in battle month after month, day after day, killing with his hands, pushing a sword through muscle and bone. This is certainly an interesting interpretation of Macbeth's actions, and also one which could further attribute to his obsession obtaining, with obtaining absolute power. However, the actions and the outcomes remain unchanged. From Thane to King to Tyrant, Macbeth's corruption stems from absolute power. So, does absolute power corrupt absolutely? In Macbeth's case, yeah, it absolutely does. Mm -hmm.